Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Work Show. Daryl Splick, this is Chuck Smith, and I am here to bring you the pregame coverage for Bayern Munich's Champions League showdown with PSG. I gotta be honest, I wish I could have started this show with uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC because I'm really amped for this one. I'm excited. I think that Bayern Munich is poised, primed, and ready, even with its depleted injury-plagued uh, roster to come out and really make life hell for PSG in this match. Uh, it, listen, <clears throat> this is the reason why you're a fan. If you aren't excited for this game, if you're scared of this game, then it's probably time that you take a step back because this is what you should live for. Bayern is in a almost impossible position traveling to Paris, being down a goal on aggregate. They gave up three away goals. Every betting aspect of this would tell you that PSG is a heavy favorite. But as Joshua Kimmich said this morning uh, in an interview with the club website, he is expecting his team's mentality to overcome all of those things. And I think that when a player like Kimmich comes out publicly and he starts talking that positively and he starts exuding that confidence, uh, you know, I think this is that's a great sign for Bayern Munich. And listen, let's let's be honest here. The injuries alone, I mean, that would cripple most teams. Most teams would fold and just give up. Uh, that is the mentality that many, many teams have when you lose such key players. You know, players like Robert Lewandowski, Nicholas Sula. I mean, when you lose two starting caliber players like that, not to mention all of the other players who have been banged up over this period, it's it's just been unreal. But the fact that Bayern has players like Kimmich and Thomas Muller and Manuel Neuer, players that really can drive the team from a leadership standpoint, I don't think there's any reason that a fan of Bayern Munich should not enter this game with confidence. Sure, should you be wary? No doubt. PSG is an excellent side, and they've got two absolute game-changing players who can end this tie on a dime if they wanted to in Neymar and Kylian Mbappe. Uh, if Bayern gets lax at any point with those two, it really could be a bad thing. But... I like the way Byron's thinking. I like everything that I've heard and read from Byron. This does not seem like a team that is giving up in any way. And even if they're going into this with half a B team, uh, I'm not really worried about it. I think Byron can come out of this with a victory. But before we start digging into those details, let's go over the uh, quite extensive injury list that both teams have. And Honestly, this is maybe the craziest aspect of, of this tie is just how banged up both teams are. Um, and these are key players. These are not bench players for the most part on both teams that I've really been experiencing these injuries. So let's start with PSG. Obviously, we got the news over the weekend that Kaylor Navas was banged up. He was substituted out at halftime of the team's game over the weekend. But it looks like he'll be ready to go, as will the COVID-19 positive duo of Marco Verratti and Alessandro Florenzi. It appears that they have both, both tested negative and they will be ready to go. Uh, also, it looks like Mauro Icardi will be ready to go. So PSG will have some options there. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino is definitely going to be able to move some people around, and he'll if the team gets off to a bad start, he's going to have options off of his bench to use. 
Uh, it'll be very interesting just to see how he lines his squad up. Uh, based on the success they had in the first game, I don't know how much he will change, but uh, he definitely has the opportunity to move people around. As for some other players, uh, Levin Kurzawa, Abdu Diala, uh, they are both, uh, I guess, questionable at this point from what I could find. Uh, Diallo is a little, has a little bit of an illness. Kurzawa is dealing with a calf injury. And then, of course, we have uh, maybe the most key player who uh, could potentially impact PSG's lineup, Marquinhos. He is questionable based on the injury he picked up last week. So PSG is is banged up. Uh, we don't know the extent to which Ferrati or Florenzi could be available in terms of just how in shape they are coming off of COVID. Obviously, what we know about the coronavirus is that it impacts every individual differently. And it's very difficult to say what those two players will be dealing with. As for Navas, um, you know, they said that his substitution out on Saturday was precautionary. We'll see exactly, you know, if anything affects him uh, against Bayern Munich. I'm anticipating that he'll be playing the full game. As for Bayern Munich, it was some relatively good news. And I, I, and I say relatively because uh, while some of these players have been cleared to play and are ready to play, it, it's very tough to say how impactful they're going to be and how much their injuries will be limiting them. So let's take a look at some of the players that we, uh, that we see from Bayern Munich who are uh, banged up, to say the least. So Leon Goretzka is expected to play. Kingsley Coman is expected to play. Luca Hernandez is expected to play. Uh, Jerome Boateng is expected to play. Leroy Sané and Benjamin Pavar are both expected to play. Now, those are all players who were either dealing with injuries or fatigue over the past week. So we'll, we'll hopefully see all of those things play out over the next day and that those players are good to go. As for who will not be available, obviously Robert Lewandowski, Nicholas Sula, Douglas Costa, and Quarantin Tolisso are all out. As for Mark Rocha, he is questionable at this point, although it would seem highly doubtful that Hansi Flick would be looking to use Roca at this point. Uh, he just has not been a favorite of Flick's, and to throw him in in what is the most important game of the season will probably not happen. So uh, regardless of whether Roca is uh, available or not, I don't, I don't anticipate seeing him on the field. So let's just take a quick look and shift over to how, at least I think, Hansi Flick will line his team up. And uh, it'll be interesting only in the fact that he's got a couple of options. But I think, again, uh, you have to go with your best 11 in this spot, no matter if that means uh, changing positions or whatever. I think this is it, it prevents it presents Flick with some opportunities to move people around. Um. Very interested to see what he does in the midfield. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. So let's start with Manuel Neuer. Uh, he will absolutely be in between the sticks, and you have to think that he's going to be looking to improve his performance from the last game. I think he would say he could have done better, uh, especially on the first goal by Mbappe. Uh probably should have been saved but you know Manuel Neuer is arguably the greatest to ever do it so sometimes those things happen even to the best of the best the back line is where I think we also see 
some opportunity for Flick. So uh, we'll start out. Benjamin Pavar will obviously be at right back. I don't anticipate seeing Bunasar uh, out there unless it's a unless there's an injury of some sort or uh, it's deep in the game and they just need to make a substitution due to fatigue. I would anticipate we see Jerome Boateng out there at one of the center back positions, but again, he is banged up. It'll be very difficult to say uh, just how impactful he'll be and if he'll be anywhere close to 100%. Uh, that's obviously one key factor for the game to watch. If Boateng cannot go, it will be interesting to see how that impacts Flick's lineup. So, uh, Let's just keep an eye on that one. As for the other center back position, this is you know, just another example of uh, an area where Flick could potentially uh, move some people around. As of now, I'm going to go with David Alaba there. And I think that uh, this will put Luca Hernandez on the bench. And I don't think that's a bad thing because... Hernandez presents Flick with the option to move some people around via substitution. He also can bring some speed off of the bench should Bayern Munich need to uh, change up their center backs if Boateng can't go or, or whatever. So I think Hernandez being on the bench is probably the way to go, at least to start the game. And I would absolutely 100% start Alfonso Davies. I think Davies was one of the more impactful players brought on in the first leg. I absolutely said during this show last week that Davies should have started. I just don't see how you could keep him off the pitch when you have Mbappe and Neymar. Davies has the speed to neutralize those two players. It's not just his just overall speed going from point A to point B. It's his recovery speed. If he makes a mistake, he can get back. Now, that's very hard to do against players with the pace of Mbappe or Neymar, but Davies is the one player that Bayern has on the defensive back line that can do that. And for as quick as Boateng or Alaba or Pavar are, they cannot uh, kind of hit that extra gear that Davies has. So I, I would anticipate that would be the back line, although it would not be shocking if Boateng is the odd man out just because he's also dealing with an injury. I mean, Flick, he's got some, some tough choices to make. He likened it to a puzzle earlier today, and let's hope he is the jigsaw master because he, uh, he's going to have to sort through some of that. Now, with Alaba slotted in at one of the center back positions, that means that I'm going to go with Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka as the double pivot. Again, we could see Alaba bump up to midfield if needed. We just don't know the extent of Goretzka's injury and how he feels. I could easily see Flick starting him on the bench if Goretzka is not at 100%, which I really don't think he's going to be. And if, if Goretzka does not go, I think that slots Alaba up to midfield, and then we will see Luca Hernandez start. So that is really like the big area where I think Flick has to make some tough calls, tough decisions. And it's it's so difficult because of how the players are injured and the fact that time frames uh, of where the players picked up these injuries. And, you know, at any point, these injuries, because of where they are, like with Goretz gets muscular, it could be, these could be re-aggravated at any time. So it's really going to be touch and go. And some of my optimism might sound stupid, frankly, based on what we know about these injuries. But... 
Uh, it, it's just one of those things where you have to look at Flick, trust him to make the right calls, and trust that the players are being honest about how they feel. Uh, given that this is the biggest game of the season, I think that the players are going to be open with Flick. They're going to be 100% honest, and they're going to, to try and set the team up for the greatest amount of success possible. Uh, as for the forward positions, uh, you know, obviously a lot of times we group Muller in as part of the midfield, but you know, he's an attacking midfielder slash second striker. He's definitely getting the call to start behind Eric Chupo, Eric Maxim Chupo Moting, who will be the striker and will be filling in for Robert Lewandowski. Obviously, on the wings, we have Kingsley Coman, who is kind of battling an injury of his own in Leroy Sane. I can't emphasize enough how important those two players are going to be, and, and we'll touch on that in a second. But that's the lineup I would go with. I'll reiterate it. Neuer at goalie. I would say Davies, Alaba, Boateng, and Pavar's the back line. Kimmich and Goretzka in the midfield with Coman, Muller, Sané, and Chupo up top. So let's just talk about some key factors heading into this one. And obviously, how the players work through those injuries on the pitch is absolutely vital to Bayern Munich, absolutely important to Hansi Flick and how he sets the players up. Uh, but I think more than anything, uh, Bayern Munich is going to need to do what they did in terms of controlling play last time. They got off 31 shots. With the exception of the three goals, Bayern Munich was completely in control of the match, and I think that's what frustrated so many fans. I mean, Bayern looked so good and so dominant, they just did not have that precision that they needed in the final third. And whether that precision was with their finishing or with their passing, it was just a little bit off. And, and this is where I'm going to tell you that the key to the rest of the season might lie with Kingsley Coman and Leroy Sané. Uh, those two players, I would not say, had great games against PSG. In fact, I think they were a bit of a letdown. And while they did create problems and they, they were an issue for PSG to defend, they just did not, you know, speaking about that lack of precision, they were not precise. I think there were some bad decisions made. There were some bad passes. I think with Coman, he kind of reverted back to what we had seen uh, prior to the 2020-2021 season where he had some issues uh, basically making decisions on when to cross versus when to attack. And I think there were several opportunities where he could have crossed the ball in and Byron might have had a chance. Instead, he had tried to, to go on his own or create something more, and it ultimately resulted in a turnover or a lost possession. As for Sané, it was very similar. I think he had some opportunities to do things on his own, but then opted to make passes that really didn't leave his teammates set up in any type of position to do anything with the ball. I know a lot of people were screaming for Sané to shoot. He's got the ability to beat his defender, cutting into his left foot. Uh, you know, PSG, I think, for the most part, did a good job of cutting off those shooting lanes, which is why I think we saw Sané pass so much. But I think he's going to have to look for those opportunities. Even when he has the slightest channel to get the ball through, he's going to have to take it because Bayern needs shots. They need to be creating chaos and... If anything, even though they are such a good creative and, and passing team, they're going to need to look for those opportunities. They just don't have time to mess around in this game. So I think the big keys for Bayern Munich are going to be how Kingsley Coman 
and Leroy Sané are able to create havoc and open up that space for Thomas Muller and Chupo, who I think both did a pretty good job of capitalizing on the space in that game. And I, I really think that um, <clears throat> that that Muller could be a really big, really big factor in this game. I think he would like to get a couple of his opportunities from the last game back. I thought he should have scored in the first half, which that would have really changed everything. He's going to have to take the weight of this game on his shoulders as a team leader, just like Joshua Kimmich will. Those two players are going to have to not only provide the leadership on the field, but they're going to have to lead this team in terms of production. Uh, Kimmich is going to have to play a key two-way role because he's going to be needed to help slow down Mbappe and Neymar, amongst others. And he's also going to have to find those lanes, find the space to jump into offensively and not just create with his passing and his vision, but he's also going to have to look for his own shots to put on that. And that's where Goretzka, if he's healthy, could also be a big contributor. Goretzka has a tremendous shot from distance. He's able to really cause issues for opposing defenders because he's he times his run so perfectly late into those open areas that he often finds himself alone and he gets those shots off and if his accuracy is on it could be a very good day for him as for chupo i think they just need him to do what he did in the last game have strong post up play strong hold up play and he's going to need to make good decisions on the ball which i think he showed he can do Listen, he's not Robert Lewandowski. He never will be, but I think he provided what you exactly what you could want out of a backup in that game. And listen, I know he's not great. I know he's not some player that's going to come in and dominate and take a game over. But he filled that role about as good as you could ask anyone to. So I think that Byron's got a really, really solid chance to do some things offensively if they can establish possession, be creative, and find those lanes and really, if the wings can create the issues for the back line of PSG and open up the space in the middle for the likes of Muller, Kimmich, and Goretzka. As for the back line, uh, they cannot, absolutely cannot, get caught ball watching or get caught too high. As much as players like Davies and Alaba and Boateng and Pavar like to get into the offense, and they're very, very good at it, this is a game where they almost need to be a little more conservative. And I know Thomas Muller said earlier today in his press conference that that Byron was not going to be any more conservative, conservative that they were going to still be goal-hungry. And, and I could see that. But I do think that Mbappe and Neymar require just a little bit more attention, especially from uh, the weak side fullback. And whether that's Davies or, or Pavar, wherever whoever that player is who is opposite of the ball is going to not it's going to have to avoid being as aggressive as they historically have been only because they're going to have to help the center backs deal with PSG's tandem uh, it's just one of those situations whether it's Boateng and Hernandez or Alaba and Hernandez or Alaba and Boateng no matter what the center back combo is they're going to need help there's no two ways about it so I don't know if this is a game where Byron can afford to have both fullbacks 
up in the play at the same time. I think that's just going to be a recipe for disaster because if if the midfield is indeed Kimmich and Goretzka, we're going to see them both up and involved in the play. Um, you know, this is a high risk, high reward type of strategy for Hansi Flick. This is either really going to work out and Bayern is going to advance or they're going to give up a couple of goals early and they're effectively going to be shut down from the Champions League competition. That Bayern has to avoid a quick start from PSG and they absolutely have to avoid leaving their center backs hanging out to dry against Mbappe, Mbappe and Neymar. As for a final score, I've been very optimistic. Uh, I really like what I've heard about Bayern Munich from what they've said, from the press conferences and the quotes that they've provided to the press. I'm going to go with Bayern pulling out a 3-1 victory. And I know many of you are going to tell me that's absurd. And maybe it is. And maybe I'm buying into the whole mentality monster aspect of this. But I think Bayern's mentality is stronger than PSG's. Bayern is just really going to have to avoid any lapses defensively, and they're going to have to be more precise and accurate in finishing their opportunities in this one. Can they do it? I think so. And I know there are a lot of people that don't, you know, and I get that pessimism. I do understand it because when you look at the injury situation, there's really not a lot to be optimistic about but I'm trying to find that silver lining and I actually believe it I'm not just saying it and making a prediction because we are you know BavarianFootballWorks.com I'm looking at this game and I think this is potentially a match where those legends are born right so Joshua Kimmich has already kind of established himself he's already made a name but this is the type of game that can kind of catapult him into being a club legend we already know Thomas Muller is a club legend. He's going to bring his A game. We already know Manuel Neuer is a club legend. He is going to up his performance from the last contest. Now it's time to see how they can mold it together and put together one of those legendary nights. If they can do that, I think this could be a really good outcome. And it, it would be great all around just for the fan base to see how if Byron can pull out this victory in advance on how that optimism and confidence level for the rest of this season changes. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So once again, thanks a ton for listening. We appreciate how many of you have been listening and, uh, you know, listen, not only listening to <clears throat> our podcasts, <clears throat> but also, sorry about the throat clear there, but also reading the website. You guys have some great insights. We love when you comment on our posts and also on our podcast. So let's uh, let's enjoy this game. Let's uh, maybe crack a few celebratory beers after this. And uh, let's just hope for a Bayern victory. I will see you next time, hopefully talking about a Bayern Munich win. <laughs>